planning for college in your sophomore year is exciting and can feel overwhelming. There are times where you think it's way too early to look at anything, and there are other times where you think that you are so far behind. But the good news is you are right where you're supposed to be. Today, we're going to talk through exactly what that college timeline for high school sophomores looks like. All right, so we are so excited to have you here. Today is our 20th episode. I am loving the time that we are able to spend together. This is such a fun and exciting thing. And thank you all so much for listening to our episodes, for supporting our podcast. Um, We have over 200 downloads at this point, and I would absolutely love if this podcast has been helpful for you, if you will leave a review Share the podcast with your friends, with family, with others that are going through the same thing. And don't forget about our new free Facebook group that is opened. And you can come join us to have a community of other people that are going through the same thing, to have honest conversations, to be able to search, get some free training. We're going to have different tools, tips, and tricks that we will share with you, as well as being able to um, have a podcast vault. We have a link to a spreadsheet where you can find all of the episodes that we have quickly and easily just by searching. So today we are continuing with our series where we're looking at that college timeline. So what does that college timeline look like for high school students? And today we're specifically talking about our sophomores. So one of the things that I want to do, we're going to talk through different things for the fall. We're going to talk through um, different parts for the winter. I don't have this as broken up as we do for our juniors and seniors, just because some of this there's more time and you don't necessarily have to have it broken down by seasons. Um, With that being said, for our sophomores, there is one particular piece that you're going to be looking at in the fall. And that is the PSAT takes place in October. It's typically mid-October. Many schools administer that PSAT. The PSAT is great practice for the SAT. Some schools also will offer the ACT plan assessment that can be taken as a precursor to the ACT. But either one of these tests, the, the PSAT is typically more frequently given. And either one of those tests is a great way to measure where you stand right now. If students are in high school and they haven't, um, they depending on the course that they're in for math, some of the math can feel a little bit overwhelming and some of them might not score as high as what they had expected that they would. But the students that are taking those assessments, the more math classes that they take as high school students, their algebra one, their geometry. Some students are even looking into algebra two in their sophomore year or higher, depending on when they started taking their math classes. That math component is going to get a whole lot easier. The other thing that you can do when you take the PSAT, when you get your scores back, um, for most tests, they're going to tell you what your strengths were. They're going to tell you what your areas for growth were or some of those weaknesses so that you know where to focus your time You know exactly what you can and should be doing in order to raise your scores for the next time. The other thing that you can do with the PSAT and the SAT, College Board 
um, is the, the, the company that makes those assessments. They actually have a system where students are a, they have a, a partnership with Khan Academy, K-H-A-N Academy. And Khan Academy has, whether you're looking at tests or not, they have a lot of different videos that will help students walk through different things that they need as far as support, whether it be classes and just learning how to complete a different problem for math, English, I mean, they have all the subjects there. But the other thing that you can do with Khan Academy and College Board is you can sync your two accounts and they will actually tell you exactly what you need to study in order to increase your scores. Um, for our sophomore, or for our juniors and seniors, College Board has um, some different scholarship opportunities. And with that, you actually are able to be entered in a drawing for a scholarship. If you look at the College Board Opportunity Scholarship, students can be entered in a drawing just by studying and using that um, those partnered accounts with College Board and Khan Academy. The other thing that we want you to do as a sophomore is to make sure that you continue to give your best effort in all of your classes. Grades impact GPA. GPA is a factor in looking at college applications, looking at merit-based scholarships. Um, depending on the state that you live in, states might also give scholarship money for your GPA, for your class rank, for your test scores. In South Carolina, there are, which is where I live, there are three different tiers of scholarships that are that look at that the specifics of your GPA your rank those test scores the higher the GPA the higher the class rank the higher those test scores are the more scholarship money that students are able to earn um, when you are in your sophomore year some students know exactly what they want to do and they feel like this is the perfect thing this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life when they're sophomores some when they're freshmen but as a high school counselor the number of times that I had students who would come into my office as juniors as seniors some as sophomores and say you know what this is what I said I wanted to do last year or two years ago and I have completely changed my mind and I want nothing to do with that ever again and that happens and that's okay we don't expect our students at 14, 15, 16, 17, some of the, them even at 18, it's hard to know exactly what you want to do for the rest of your life. And so this is a really good time for students to take career interest inventories, to look at time, spending some time researching different careers, um, and being able to find out what is going to be the best fit for them. The students that I work with for coaching and within the course, um, the course that we have, it, we go into more detail on a lot of those tools and tips and tricks so that you can do some more research so that you can learn more. Some students will go in and they'll complete an internship. They might do some job shadow days. They will do interviews with different professionals. Um, some of that changed when the pandemic hit, when COVID happened in 2020, but a lot of things are opening back up now and there are some amazing opportunities there. Also, we've seen some trends and some ability to have different virtual opportunities. So depending on where you are, you know, if you live far away from big cities that have potential majors that you might be interested in, it might not be an option to go do a job shadow day. So there are a lot of different things that you can look into. Um, you also want to make sure as you're looking at careers as you're, that you are thinking about your personal values. 
what values does the student have? Do they want to have their time evenings and weekends free? Or they do they want to be able to travel with their work? Do they want to be able to stay more at home? Um, are they someone who is super active and so they wouldn't do well with sitting at a desk for a good chunk of their day? Or is that something that they're more um, introverted or and so that they would enjoy that time where they're more sitting at the computer or sitting at a desk? Um, it depends on the student and not that any one of those things means that you have to have a particular job. But thinking about, okay, who am I? What do I enjoy? And what's going to make me happy? Some students that I've worked with have said, if I have to sit at a desk for the entire day, I'm not going to be able to handle it. Other students, they they would much rather have that. Um, looking at salary. So what kind of lifestyle do I want to have? What kind of salary are these potential careers making? How many hours of work do you typically have to have in that career? If you tell me that you want to... Um, you know, that you want to work 20 hours a week and you want to make, um, you know, a million dollars and have a pretty significant income and be able to do all the things that you want, you're really going to have to do some exploring and some digging to figure out, okay, what kinds of careers can help me with that? Is this a realistic expectation or is this something where I really need to take a deep dive and say, okay, let's think about what... I might actually be able to do what I can make and what's realistic. And again, that's something that we talk a whole lot more with the students that I individually coach in having some of those honest and in-depth conversations. If a student is, if your student is interested in going into the military or being part of um, a branch of the military, it's definitely worth talking to a recruiter about the different branches, about the different policies and procedures that go into that student enlisting and joining the military? Is that something that they're going to go into immediately after high school? Is that something where they want to go to college first and then join? And what are the different benefits, the pros and cons of each of those things? I would definitely encourage students in their sophomore year to continue to be involved with different clubs, volunteer work, and different activities. If career interests have changed from what they thought they wanted in eighth and ninth grade, this is a good time to see if there are different clubs or activities that they could be involved in. Um, because that can give you an idea of, is this really something that I want? Or, you know what? Not quite sure. I don't know that that's the direction that I want to go. You also can see if there are times where you can, students can be a leader. If there's something that you're incredibly passionate about, you need to be able to find something that, that students enjoy that is going to be able to also speak to their unique story and who they are. Um, we want to have our students in sophomore year and junior year looking at freshman year, looking at that four-year plan. So what is it that they are wanting to do? There, there's a plan that you create in freshman year, knowing that it can change, but look at that plan. Or if my careers have changed, do I want to change the electives that I'm looking at taking in high school? If, my, um, if those colleges have changed, are there different requirements that I need to make sure that I've taken those classes or completed these activities to meet the minimum requirements for admission for application at those schools. You need to keep in mind that there your school might have a timeline for schedule changes and the schedule changes may mean that you don't get to do that until your junior year. So the high school that I um, worked at and work in 
they we have very specific and even our state south carolina has very specific timelines and deadlines for when students can make changes to their schedule that's something that you can't just say you know what mid-semester i've decided i don't like this class and i don't want to take it anymore that doesn't work so we have to figure out okay so my plans have changed my interests have changed and here are the steps that i want to take to be able to figure out exactly what i want to do later on down the road you want to talk with your students about um, paying for college. This can be a challenging conversation. I actually have a podcast episode that we'll link in the show notes that discusses specifically how to have those conversations and what those look like. Think about college savings plans, review financial aid options, the colleges that your student is looking at. You want to see, are we able to stack scholarships? Or is it something where if we have scholarship money, that we are bringing in, the college is going to say, okay, then you don't have that merit money that we would give you. These are just all things that you need to know about as you're having some of those conversations. Your schools that your students attend, they might have a designated time of the year where you get to have an individual meeting with your high school counselor. You want to continue to develop that relationship so that you get to know them and they get to know your student. Discuss the rigor of courses. Is your student taking college prep level? Are they taking honors level classes, AP courses? Maybe your school offers IB classes or you're able to do dual credit type courses. There are a lot of, there's a lot of rigor to the classes and a lot of different levels that students can take. And that's something that you want to consider too. You want your student to be challenged, but you also don't want it to be going overboard to a point where it is detrimental to them with their school experience and their mental health. This is another really good time to start thinking about college tours, whether that be virtual or face-to-face. -face. The Within this series of those timelines, we have two podcast episodes that will be linked where we talked through how to make the most out of your college visits. We talked about what questions do you ask with um, when you are having discussions with a college admissions representative or a student who's giving a tour. You want to find out, does your college look at demonstrated interest? Demonstrated interest is something where the colleges, they can monitor. They can see how long you've been on a website. Did you read an email? Did you click through the link in an email to go to the website and spend time? They can see how long you were on there. There are a lot of different things that those schools can track as they are looking at um, what students are doing. And it's important to make sure that you know if the colleges have demonstrated interest, and if so, that you make sure that you are on top of that. An additional task for our sophomores is to look at ACT and SAT prep options. So we talked about the plan. We talked about the PSAT. There are different free activities that you can do to study for tests. And then there also are different paid programs. And you have to figure out what's going to be the best for your student. Is your student somebody who can sign into a website and start looking at everything on their own and that they are able to have the self-discipline to study those pieces? Or is that something where maybe they need to be in a group of people studying or they need to have some individual support? There are, like I said, there's a lot of different options and there are a lot of different price ranges within those options. And so when you look at that, it's having the conversations with your student. We typically, um, currently at my school, we do not recommend that students 
take the ACT or SAT until they are at least enrolled in Algebra 2 because a lot of the math content that is going to be in that course is something that uh, or in that in those tests is something that they're going to learn in that Algebra 2 class. So we don't typically recommend that a student go in and take all of those um, to take the test multiple times and to have and to pay for that until they've had some of that math content. Um, we've discussed and will discuss in um, future episodes having kind of a personal profile where you are looking at all of the activities, honors, awards, volunteer opportunities. Make sure that that profile is updated with what students are doing in their sophomore year. And you want to make sure that you are, my other recommendation is that you think about what makes your student unique and what compliments have they received over the years from friends, from teachers, family, other people that know your coaches, that know your student, so that as you are going in and you're creating a brag sheet or here are the things that make me unique, here are the things why I should be accepted into your school, when you're looking at resumes, when you are looking at all asking for letters of recommendation, all of those pieces, that personal profile is when you update it regularly, you're going to make sure that you're not missing anything. So sophomore year is an, an incredibly exciting time. It can also be a time where you make sure that you are on top of things. When you break it into little pieces, it can make the future much, much more manageable. So again, um, I hope that this has been helpful for you today. Don't forget about our new Facebook group. It's the Confused to College Ready podcast. The link is facebook.com forward slash groups slash Confused to College Ready. We also would love for you to leave a review on our podcast. This is an incredible way for other people to find the information, for it to be something that is helpful for, um, if it's helpful for you, it's more than likely to be helpful for somebody else. If you have any questions or concerns, you are also welcome to reach out to me at admin at confused to ready.com. Take care.